Hey, what is up, guys? Today's episode is brought to you by the incredible sponsors of the program, ChemicalFreeBody.com. If health and wellness is a priority for you, then check out the incredible products over at ChemicalFreeBody. Plant-based nutritional supplements from Super Greens, my favorite, with all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, and micronutrients in just one single scoop. Toss it in your glass of water, your shake, your smoothie, however you want to do it. They also have other incredible products, gut detoxers, anti-inflammatories, immune boosters, and so much more. ChemicalFreeBody.com and check out that promo code, it's me, all one word, it's me for discounts at your checkout. And look, we have so many different insurance policies in our life. And if the last couple years has taught you anything, it taught me that storable food needs to be on that list. Prepare with itsme.com, the incredible products over at My Patriot Supply. They have four-week supply of food, three-month supply, all products with up to a 25-year shelf life. Have the peace of mind, ladies and gentlemen, of having storable food and have that supply on deck. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And uh, if you have, you know, shaving needs like nice chrome domes like me, SkullShaver.com is a whole new concept in face and head shaving. The products offered over there include men's head shavers, face shavers, hair clippers, and trimmers. And ladies, we haven't forgot about you with the butterfly kiss. And we also have a large selection of accessories to make your life that much more simple. All of the shavers come with uh, removable, washable blades made of premium Japanese stainless steel to ensure flawless results. It just makes it so much easier. You can get your shaving done anytime, anywhere, in or out of the shower. It gets no better. Skullshaver.com, front slash discount, front slash it's me. All of the links to these incredible products will be in the description of this episode. So without further delay, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. Everything, everything. Everything gonna be all right this morning. We were back in action, ladies and gentlemen. Looking forward to this conversation with this gentleman here. Mr. George Wise is joining us today. Man, 30, help me out, sir, over 30 plus years in the game, TV, film, advertising, communications, broadcasting. He has seen a little bit of it all throughout the years. I mean, you name it, he's done it. I mean, as a guy who worked in uh, production myself, kind of. He's way more established, but, you know, kind of a jack of all trades. So now when he's in the world of kind of producing content for the people and things like that, he knows exactly what goes into it. And we're going to talk about how he got into the game and most notably talk about his um, off air. Obviously, we had a really cool conversation about his network he's building to kind of uh, network small businesses. So, you know, George Wise, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fine, sir. Uh, Good day to you. Well, good day to you, too. And thank you, obviously, for taking the time. I know you're a busy man and. You know, like I said, I, I graduated from Columbia College back in the day, film and video production, moved to St. Louis, I think it was 05, and, you know, just got into the mix of things, and you were obviously deeply entrenched in the game, and, you know, it's kind of crazy, because things have really changed as far as the production business here in St. Louis, but before we get to any of that, how, when did the bug bite you, and, you know, when, well, did, you, when did you get started, and, 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 and especially, how has the technology changed? I mean, you're still a young man, but the... Through the digital world of production, everything has changed so exponentially. How'd you get into the game and talk to us a little bit about how the technology has changed over these years? Well, um, you know, I got in this business back in the 80s. In uh, 1986, I started a television station three days out of school. Um, began my career there as a master control operator, soaking up everything I could learn about television. And as my mother said to me as a small child, TV will be the end of you. And uh, she was <laughs> I ended up working in television all these years. Um, but I've also learned, you know, my, my degree is in uh, communications and marketing. But along the way, I have met a lot of interesting people uh, that have done a lot of interesting things. And in my travels, when, when being a journalist uh, and interviewing people, you're getting people at a specific point in their life, whether it's a crisis or a business opening or, you know, something to do with, you know, legal issues covering a court case or something like that so you're getting little slices of life from each of these little experiences and you're able to cobble those things together and develop yourself as a person so journalism has been very good to me uh tv's been very good um albeit that the industry has changed and become somewhat of a hybrid with the advent of what we're even doing today who would imagine you'd be doing a, a Skype call or a phone call or a, or a Zoom call with someone, and then that would be heard by the masses, not on a radio station, but outside in the realm of the Internet. Yes. And so that brings us to today. I mean, we've gone 
you know, uh, into hyperdrive in the last four or five years in terms of technology, thanks to the iPhone and the Android <laughs> technologies and all the open source um, code writing that's being done for video over the internet. So when you think about the 1980s, other than thinking about movies like Back to the Future or <laughs> Terminator or some of these films that seem so ancient, um, you know, the technologies that were used to create film in those days is way different as it is today. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, interesting people to thank for the technologies in film and television. Uh, by the, uh, you know, I could name several of them. Lucio Ball would be one for sure, introducing three cameras as a way to, to create a show at cost effectively back in the 50s. Uh, you know, then you, you go into hyperdrive now and we're running around with little boxes and we're streaming video into the air going over yeah. the cellular. So it becomes a, an interesting thing um, with a baseline of the, the need to communicate, the, the need to. Mm. And I think what we have in such a discord of today with all of the polarization of politics and everything gets pulled in a direction and who's on what side, who's right, who's wrong. Um, we find ourselves in a position where we still have to connect and come up with a resolution that we have to work with one another. Yeah. Sadly, um, you know, oftentimes there, there has to, and it seems like in, in the discourse, we're uh, always going to the negative. It's so easy to tear th something down oh, yeah. uh, instead of build it up. And what I'm hoping to do with establishing the SBTV uh, network is to establish a place where these businesses <clears throat> that have been riddled by COVID can communicate and utilize all the technologies that we now have at our hands and our fingertips and also, you know, um, uh, with our computers. So, again, uh, and, and not to interrupt you, because I think that it can't be emphasized enough what covid did to small businesses i mean we get into all the other you know mental health stuff you know domestic I mean, so many things were absolutely ravaged by covid but something huge was small businesses and as we know small business is the engine of our economies and we often like to use these terms think locally or think globally act locally there's no better way to act locally and strengthen your community than, than patronize and, and and handle and and help out small businesses and I think it's really cool, like you mentioned, with the ubiquitous nature of the technology, we walk around with te television studios in our in our pockets. And so, like you said, there's no shortage of ways to get the word out. So I think it's really, really cool because, you know, lives were decimated. People who had generational wealth built up in their small business they wanted to hand down to their kids, they just can't. A lot of them couldn't. Many yeah, of billionaires were made, many of billionaires were made during COVID, but a lot of the small folks got their stuff shut down and their lives completely turned upside down. So before you jump into it, I just wanted to emphasize that because I think it's really cool what you're doing. And I think it could be a very, very useful tool for businesses who are still struggling and, and trying to get back on their feet. Yeah, you know, if we go back, we, we rewind just a short time. We go back to February of 2020. You know, and it, it's it's written in all sorts of articles <coughs> that you can find on the Internet. Uh, Excuse me. And, so, you know, some of which have stated as many as uh, 3.3 million businesses were decimated. Unbelievable. So you think about that. You think about the families. You think about the individuals. You also think about the gig, the gig economy, um, which is, is part and parcel of what I did for many years. Right. Uh, working as a freelance photographer and journalist, uh, you know, that worked just vaporized so when and not to mention all the people that worked in restaurants and everything else the yeah. service industry so you know what we have also witnessed is what what they're calling the great resignation and that i think people have taken stock in their um their point of life where they've decided hey is this what i want to go back to is this what i want to be and uh, people are starting to find out that, hey, I can start a business or I can work with someone else and we can conjointly put something together and make it work. Yeah. And it does give you a lot of time to think when you're sitting at home on your sofa and you're not going into your job and you're not doing your routine. Uh, how much time is spent literally driving to work, for example. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and time wasted not creating and not developing. That's what we are by nature. We're creators. We want to build, you know, we want to build things. We want to participate. 
uh, in in the excitement of life and 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 in the experience of other human beings. And so, not to get so granular on this, but no, no, the art of business and the art of retail and and the successful aperture that people want is is to live a good life and not to stress too hard and and do what they enjoy. Well, and speaking um, about that drive to work, I think a lot of people, especially if you're like in California or these places where you're stuck in traffic all day, you have that conversation with yourself driving to work. Is this what I want to be doing? But you just have to do it because you have to pay those gimmicks called bills. But I think COVID forced people into that position that to really begin to make that decision of like, all right, is this what I want to keep doing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, there's a social responsibility as a business owner. You know, people, you know, they have a connection to their clients and their customers and and, and they they, they want to they want to be in the correct <laughs> lane to receive that that uh, adoration of, hey, you you built this, you you design this website, you do this for a co- company um, that they need to be a responsible business owner. And what I'm hoping with the SBTV uh, network is that we we garner uh, professionals that are in the industry. Uh, we come a, become a think tank, uh, an active live think tank that is active on all platforms where people are interacting and discussing you know, ways to be better strategized in their market and, uh, and almost like an open source uh, scenario where people are, are growing, uh, even though they're growing in different directions, uh, they're coming together with the common goal of success. And that's really what we talked about, the, um, the small business engine, which is running America, and that is what holds it together. Um, and it's true in many, many countries. And I know you have a large audience in other countries as well. But if it, if it isn't for the man that's providing the, you know, the fruit, you know, it's the little stand and, and the guy that's driving the taxi and, and, the, and the hotel, <coughs> or, you know, we don't have we don't have tourism. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't go to Italy and experience that kind of thing or you can't go to England and, and do certain things because there's no way to get there and communicate. So establishing a good rapport either with people in like industries or people that have the ability to um, incubate and, and, and understand that someone has a raw idea, but they need to be nurtured uh, is to really put these people right front and center. You know, they want to do well for themselves, but they just need a little push, a hand up. And that's, that's really what I'm hoping to do is, is to, you know, put an environment together, uh, a holistic environment that, brings different societies together, different languages, different uh, scenarios. Cause you know, this, this is one little jewel in a universe. You know, we don't yeah. know who else is there. We need to get along with each other so we can, can develop better as a society and coordinate better instead of tear it down. Yeah. Which like you said, is so easy to do. And like you said, every small business, you know, serves a different function, but I think at the end of the day, like you said, success is the ultimate goal. And so, you know, everyone's route might be different as they, you know, strive to succeed in their small business. But I think it's a great idea for small businesses to network, to compare notes, even though the nature of their business might be different. People could learn from, you know, different methods, methodology that one business might have that might serve, you know, another person's business. Well, and, and to that point, you know, what I'm hoping to do is to get people to think outside of the box and find solutions to meet their customers so that they are in that position or an alternate position than they were before based upon pressures of supply chain and competition and other things that might be out there that they've got an open mind to to receive a customer or a a strain of business or a line of business in, in a better way so you know of course brick and mortar is is always good you know, that's yeah. that's what one of, you know, a lot of people want to go to the coffee shop or whatever, be in a place where they can congregate. But, you know, we've got a tremendous amount of companies that have integrated these tremendous technologies of AI. And and uh, uh, I mean, you just look around you, all the different things that are, you know, the robotics that are, are starting to uh, come into even the home. They're talking about li- these little home robots that will do certain tasks. And I think we're, we're living in a time now that was, you know what we would call George Jetson back in my yeah. <laughs> George and, Orwell. And, I think they call it now, you know, it's, uh, and I think you're probably closer there too, because of all of the nefarious ways technologies can be used. Well, and let me, and, let me ask you something to that point with the expansion of, 
you know, I, I, I'm from like the Quad Cities and everybody knows what John Deere is or even a lot of these Amazon factories. AI and robotics are taking over and you have less and less human beings. You have more and more self-checkout at your Walmarts. Talk to us a little bit about that and how a lot of these jobs will never come back. So you'll always have restaurants and bartenders, but they're slowly being eked out by robotics and, and AI. Well, I, I, and, and to tie back in what we said about the pandemic, pandemic really put pressure on making those changes. And, and, and none of these, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, where you're putting things together necessarily with your hands in, in the majority of cases in the very near future, um, if not already, you know, you look at motor vehicles, they're, they're probably 90% are put yeah. together. By, um, and, and so you look at the whole process of relearning or being open, and that's really what this network is about is to seek out others that are trying to change their, not only their mindset, but their, their ability to earn money in a fashion that they can be comfortable with. I mean, there's often jobs out there where people can sit in front of a computer and they can make thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year and they are just making phone calls. Yeah. You know, however, though, the aspiration to be your own business owner, to be in control of your destiny that's in your DNA. I don't care who you are. It's going to come out in one way or another. And you're going to say, Hey, I'm tired of doing this the way I've been doing for 20 years. I need to develop myself and you will stop and either a go back to school um, or you'll get around like-minded people and you say, Hey, why don't we all just, you know, go into business together. Well, and speaking and that, to that, that's, I mean, it's something I think is very intimidating. My father is 78. He still has a flip phone. And so technology scares a lot of people. And you have a lot of these jobs that are going to become obsolete and people are going to be, regardless of the age demographic, are going to be scared to retrain themselves as this huge paradigm shift takes place. And like anything else, not everybody necessarily is going to make it as they as they shift into this new, you know, whatever we want to call it, uh, the, the age of technology, which has been here for a long time. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Because I think even with people trying to understand something like a small business network, who might have got let go from their job at 20 years and their fear and trepidation of even tipping their toes in that water, kind of sell that network to them. So it kind of eliminates some of their fear, if you don't mind. Well, and, and that's, you know, that steps back into the COVID fear too, because people being afraid to come to work uh, and just do their job of answering a phone or whatever it might be. Um, I think for those that are, are in, the, in the, what I'm going to call the, great resignation period or the shock value left over from that two years of dilemma that we were in um, is to really understand that we're all in the same boat. We are one of us, myself, you, uh, all of us have been affected. And I think the fear factor should be turned uh, and, and same thing, fear, failure, loss of job should all be turned into a life experience that is positive because think about it. If you know, um, Henry Ford didn't do what he did, you know, and create a motor vehicle uh, and, and get into the point of, hey, I got to get, you know, creating here. I want to make something that's going to be making a difference or uh, the uh, guys that made the Harley Davidson motorcycle. I watched a documentary on that, you know, and, and saw the, the resourcefulness of people that were shifted from either poverty, poverty driven to get out of poverty to to make something different or better. And using their creative mind to to make that success happen. So if there's fear in your heart about, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this or I can't run this computer, there are other things that you can focus on. I mean, you don't have to be a coder. You don't have right, to be right. somebody that's, you know, as I just suggested, you know, manufacturing cars and motorcycles. Uh, if you just want to start a, a business where, you know, you're connecting people, this this place, this this small business network is going to be exactly that. Um, uh, another analogy I'll give you, like the city that I'm in now, Waterloo, it has a sister city in Germany. And there's a lot of that kind of connectivity throughout the United States. Uh, I think Herman, Missouri is also another German state connected. You in Waterloo, thing. Waterloo, Iowa? Uh, Waterloo, Illinois. Oh, okay. Well, there's a, uh, there's a Waterloo, Iowa, and I'm from Davenport, Iowa, and they have a sister German city called Kaiserslautern. So, yes, yeah. they, they have schlick ice in the winter. Yeah. So that's the <laughs> yeah, German term. Well, what, I'm, what I'm saying here is if you even look at that primitive connection, that, that's been around, around as long as I've been alive. For sure. People from another country in another city, uh, they're, they're connecting on heritage. 
So in, in, in the way that this network is going to be built, it is going to be built by the people that participate. I mean, I'm going to create the engine and I'm going to try to work with a lot of uh, like-minded thinkers that, that want this kind of think tank, uh, if you will, for business. Uh, instead of having to watch a TV show for half an hour, you can pick up the phone or you can get on the, uh, on the Facebook uh, uh, page or you can post a video on the network. Um, and you can, can start these conversations in an open way so that whoever else is out there that may have already experienced the problems you're having, you can connect with them within a matter of minutes instead of putting it up on a forum. And then two months later, somebody's yeah. like, well, hey, can you answer my question? Yeah. Well, no, I haven't been on my computer and been on that forum. So this, that's why I want to I reach everyone in every way I possibly can. And that's why I thank you for having me on your show. Oh, for sure. Uh, this is a really a unique situation uh, that's it's birthing itself as we're talking. Well, and it's something talking. I think, again, a lot of people can really benefit from. And that's a really good point you made about, you know, necessity has always been the father of invention. Human beings are so, so very resourceful. And I mean, again, it's kind of us to make our way. But, you know, with the technology being, again, so ubiquitous now, and there's so many different lanes. I talk to people about podcasts. There's an ocean of podcasts out there. But I'm not mad at that. There's an ocean of TV shows and movies, and some people like certain movies. Some people like don't like other movies. If you like blueberry muffins, there's a podcast out there for people who like blueberry yeah. muffins. And the free market gets to dictate. And again, mm -hmm. like you said, so many businesses are going, I mean, yes, you have your brick and mortar, but some of them are also going digital. Like you said, where it's online shopping, buying all this stuff online. We saw, of course, with Amazon, there's some of the bigger companies, but everybody's buying stuff online. Well, and specifically when you talk about Amazon, uh, if you were paying attention to some of the to the market news, uh, Amazon has actually bought MGM. Oh wow! Uh, which also uh, is a you know Bally's is involved in that purchase. I think it was uh, if I, if if I recall this correctly, uh, the the actual purchase of of um, it. It's enormous, and it it affects a, a tremendous amount of employees. It affects a tremendous amount of business, uh, and it's it's just something that is a it's a it's, Amazon's a juggernaut. It's going to absorb tremendous things that you never imagined it could absorb. When you start thinking about having an inventory of uh, something close to twenty two thousand films, um, they already have streaming services. You know, again, this will affect people's jobs and oh, people yeah. will you know, either have to get retrained uh, or find somewhat some something else uh, that they like to do. And, uh, you know, I, I was just going to look at some stats here uh, and see. Hold on well, again, and going back to what I was kind of saying, and I want to reiterate, it really is up for all of us, up to all of us, regardless of your age, to 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 embrace this paradigm shift and recognize there's nothing. It's it's almost like saying. I forget what it was. The officers maybe like, oh, I can't wait for this internet thing, this internet fad to go away. It's not going away. Right. You know, the certain jobs like we've talked about are are not going to be here. So it's up for up to us to become you know resourceful like we've always been as human beings. Yeah, I, I gave you the wrong uh, dollar amount. It's eight point five billion. Oh. Okay. It's eight point five billion dollars that they purchased, and you might want to edit that back in. Um, and the fact is, you know, we talk about things changing um, and you're thinking, hey, I like my favorite James Bond movie. Um, well, how does that affect how the James Bond movies will be cast, how they'll be shot and where they'll be streamed? You know, mm. and what does that mean for people like AT&T and other businesses like our businesses like Warner and Disney and and HBO and CNN and HDTV? The, the streaming business, in my opinion, is it's it's headed for a disruptor and a disruptor can be great and it can be good for people. We talked about the automation. Um, you, you look around you and every day these little drip, drip, drips happen. You know, this company is bought and that company is bought. And then before you know it, um, you know, you don't have eight track tapes anymore. You don't have cassette decks. You don't yeah. have you, and it, it start and then everything ends up in your cell phone. So, um, and what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Not to get too deep in the weeds on this, but I think it was Colin Powell's son when he was head of the FCC. They changed the laws on how many companies can own how many other subsidiaries. So now we have like three, four, five companies owning all these different subsidiaries. Is that moving into you know monopolizing the market, antitrust kind of things, or is it just you know are you are you? I, how do you I, 
I would have to say that, you know, it is a free market uh, and, you know, they can go in and they can spend their $85 billion, but now they have access to 4,000 films and, you know, 17,000 TV episodes. So uh, is it fair? Is it equitable? Is it, is it the right thing? Um, I, I can just think of I can just think of like Ronnie's theater here in St. Louis or just the theaters. If if these guys start buying up all this stuff and everyone starts streaming, the the smaller companies just can't really they can't compete well, necessarily. I, I, it's great to have that option still because I love going to movies, but these are just slowly going to be one of these some of these things that fall to the wayside as these big behemoths grab up all these right. you know. Well, and that's what the the unfair thing is, and that's why I think as a business owner and to bring this wrangle this back into what we're saying. Uh, about the network is you know not everybody watches as much and reads as much uh, articles as i do regarding business i i look at the i'm i'm looking at the overall topography of where things are tilting and turning and, and where i need to be so i can be agile enough to approach the right customer to do the right business where i can be profitable and if that is is doing everything that i have been doing of late um, doing you know SEO and marketing and digital content creation and television program uh, editing and shooting, um, making TV commercials, fixing websites. These are all things that are necessary because everything is being jammed right into these devices that we're talking on. Well, and it's like, I don't know if you've read uh, Malcolm Gladwell's The Tipping Point. I mean, I think that's so very smart for what you're doing. You're not working with Betamax and VHS. You're, you're immersing yourself in all the technology, all the news. So when it does shift, you are prepared for it. You're not a Johnny-come-lately, you know, calling in the bombs right after the bombs already gone off. You are already prepared. And I think that's very, very smart. Yeah, it's, it's really, and that's what I hope this network will help to achieve is, you know, let's sharpen our tools and our toolbox and not only sharpen those tools in that toolbox but hey listen you need a tool chest and yeah. you need to know what to put in there you know i'm not going to go on a camping trip without a sleeping bag right you know I'm yes <laughs> going to not have a map you know i'm going to know where i'm going to go where i'm going to stay and then from there how am i going to develop the idea into a success now listen i've had a lot of failures everybody's had failures everybody makes mistakes but i'll tell you what it builds character, and that is no joke. When and I think, so, and I think, I'm sorry, I didn't keep interrupting, but the, the the language we use, I don't like that word failure. I mean, I, I get what it is; it's it didn't quite go your way. But instead of looking at it as a failure or a mistake, I always try to look at it as an opportunity to learn. And clearly, that's what you've done. And I think that's some of the difference making elements that keep people still striving. If oh man, it didn't go my way once or twice, I'm done because it didn't go my way. As opposed to like, all right, what do I need to do different? What do I need to adapt to and overcome this situation? Right. I recently spoke to a business owner who, um, and this will go into what we're talking about the network is, you know, he's, he's got a business and, uh, he's a, it's a service business. I won't be specific cause I don't want to necessarily, uh, or unnecessarily say the wrong thing, but you know, he's pouring more of his, um, uh, his awareness to his customers into just the website, just do this, just do this. Because he was told by someone, hey, you need to be first on Google, first on Google. If you don't have social proof that you are providing something to your customer and or other potential customers, then what do you have? It's the same thing as if you and I have met for the first time. I mean, you'd heard about me and I heard about you and, hey, let's get together. Let's talk. But the social proof is, okay, what are your experiences? You know, you've been all over the place. You're from the, the, the Quad Cities there. You've seen a lot of stuff up there. There's a lot of really good thinkers up there in business, and there's people that do all sorts of things. Um, and I, I, you know, I could, I got so much going through my mind right now in terms of you know, what I could say about the Quad Cities. But in terms of being a business owner and being a person that that I can't stress it enough. If you, if you're gonna start a business or you're one or two years in. Don't be like the guy that I just talked to about just pouring everything into one place, mm. listening to one source. You have to have multiple sources of contact when it comes to your developing your business. Uh, this platform is going to allow that to happen. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to have, you know, uh, entertainment attorneys. We'll have we'll have all sorts of people, uh, you know, that will participate for the, the need to grow themselves individually, but to assist other people in doing just the same thing. And uh, it'll be the biggest small town on the internet. 
But that, I think, um, again, it's such a great idea, and I think so many people can benefit from it. So, it, you, like you said, you're setting up the engine. What is kind of the next step for the consumer, somebody who wants to jump on the network to provide, like you said, just information on their business, videos, live, not necessarily live stream, but just content? How do people go about providing content to the network? Well, um, what we do right, what we're doing right now, we have, if they type in sbtv.network, they, they will see us on Instagram, they'll see us on Facebook. Uh, the website will be coming up soon. Um, probably after this interview, we'll have it uh, up and running in terms of informational stuff. And by that point, uh, we'll try to have a portal or a, the ability for contributors. Obviously, they can friend the Facebook page and they'll be able to share posts there. Um, and we'll be able to do things with our YouTube channel. <clears throat> We're also going to be, uh, we also have a, uh, an in-business integrated um, signage system that, that is developed. And I'll be rolling that out here in the next two months where we'll actually be able to have other businesses promote one another in different places, either in the particular communities they live or in another city. Um, uh, so it'll be interesting how, to, how this will all come together. Uh, and I think there's so many different verticals. Uh, obviously, uh, those that are creating content, that's going to be huge. They're going to be part of this network as well. Uh, people that work on websites, they're going to be part of this. People that you know uh, financially support business, they'll be part of it. Um, this will be an incubation zone. On, and like I said, the biggest small town mm-hmm. on the Internet. Love how that sounds. Uh, and, and the way they'll be able to get to us, obviously, initially will be the Facebook. Um, they can get on there. Uh, they can like us on Instagram. Um, and then we also started a Twitter. Now, of course, obviously, right now the audiences are very minuscule and tiny. But as soon as we get done with this interview, things will be blowing up, I'm sure, um, because of your audience. And so um, that's what I'm hopeful for. I'm really hopeful that that the people that hear this will understand that that this is to help them advance themselves. Yeah. It's working for the man. Well, and again, you don't, you, you haven't kept your multidimensional with it. Like I said, so many small businesses are doing so many different small things, so many different things. And this mm-hmm. is, I mean, I'm just trying to stress, ladies and gentlemen, this is such a great resource for people, even though your business might be different, you're all going through the same thing as far as trying to strive for success of your small business. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, I think it's just going to be amazing for everybody to jump on and pick people's brain and really kind of see where they're going. Like I said, see what they can maybe be doing different. Success leaves clues, as Anthony Robbins said. And this is going to be a great resource for people to see what, six, what clues they've left to be successful. Exactly. And, and, and the thing of it is, too, is there's so many, there, the Internet is, is got so much fragmentation. And as you said, there's a sea of podcasts. There's a sea of all these different things. But what we want this network to be is is a developer for um, not only the up and coming, but you know businesses that are looking to shift or maybe add a line or do do something a little bit different, and then they are working with the experts that that come in here and and, and support um, the effort, the vision of what we're trying to do, um, and albeit you know each case would be different, and then the coordination between the the uh, different organizations would be you know on a case by case, we're yeah. not doing that, providing the platform, but what we're doing is, is making it a central point. You know, a lot of people use LinkedIn or they might do the YouTube, uh, but they're not connected in one spot. They're not, you know, they got to go to like, you know, five different platforms. What I'm saying is you just type in SBTV.net. Yeah. You're, you're on the entire thing across the board. One stop um, shop, baby. One stop shop. And, and that's that's what we're really hoping for is is to to make it um, a community um, that that is positive, you know. And we stay away from all the negative that we hear every day, and and we we look to let people strive and make the money they need to make, you know, and, and have the career they want to have. Each one teach one. I like to say, man. I think you know, like you said, we do. We, it's so easy to get caught up in the negative stuff, but again, especially in the world of small business, you know, we have more in common than we do different. I mean, we're all trying to either get our businesses back, start a new business. And, you know, it's, it's a tough road to navigate, especially coming off of COVID and everything. But I mean, mm-hmm. there, there are success, there are success stories out there. And that's what's so cool with this, man. Everybody can kind of pick each other's brain and see what they did differently to navigate mm-hmm. these, these treacherous, treacherous waters. You know, a couple of things I'll just give, even if, if people are just listening to this, there's, there's eight little quickies that I'll give them, you know, um, they can spend their spare time doing market research 
Um, they can look for opportunities in their community um, to be successful as a small business or a provider. Um, above all, they need to write their business plan if they're just getting started. Um, they, if they're going to be a brick and mortar, obviously picking their location or how they're going to conduct their business. Um, they have to also have a business structure because no bank is ever going to talk to anybody unless their business is structured. Um, and in terms of just having the right name, you know, I'll, I'll inspire people to just make sure when you name your business, it's the right thing. I had a client the other day used uh, uh, a really odd vernacular on the Internet, and it, it's, it costs a lot of money to try to get a vernacular versus maybe your own name. <laughs> you know, you just, you know, some people have very unique last names and they're able to start a business. Obviously, you have to register it and then do your tax homework and all that stuff. But those are the eight things I would just say, hey, if you're just thinking about getting started, start with that short list. Um, and even that, and I mean, I'm just, it, even that can be intimidating to people. I don't know how to write a business plan. I don't know how to structure it. So please don't let that, ladies and gentlemen, be something that keeps you from engaging in building your small business. If you have questions about anything like that, George is going to, I'm going to have a link to George's stuff and even the network. When we post the link to the network, go on and ask people, how do I build a business plan? How do I do X, Y, Z? Because some of that legwork, even though, I mean, it's just a necessary evil and you got to have it, especially if you're requiring some capital from a bank, like George just said, they're going to, you know, look at you super crazy if you don't have your paperwork right. So, right. don't, so don't let that intimidate you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, absolutely. And here's a little stat, maybe a little inspiring inspiration for people you know, a small business with no employees, just an individual, uh, can average a, an income of forty thousand or forty-six thousand dollars or so. Uh, an average, you know, small business owner um, that that is out there, you know, yielding say seventy thousand because they got to pay taxes, of course. Uh, but there's quite a number of people throughout the United States that are individual business owners by themselves, providing a service or a product, and they are under a hundred thousand dollars a year. So yeah. think of that. It, what a lot not of just yeah. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, just because you are starting um, something, does and it can be criticized, and people could say things about it. And, oh, that's a bad idea. Why don't you just go back to your little job, uh, making minimum wage? Not that there's anything wrong with that, or just go back to your job that you're not satisfied with, instead of doing what you want. And if you're able to, and most people live in their means under a hundred thousand dollars, and I know people also make more than that, but understand if you're an individual and you want to do this be be self-inspired you know? well and something that kind of helped inspire me I'm, I'm pretty good friends with a couple stand-up comedians out in la and so as we've seen the paradigm has shifted with radio and tv back in the day it was like hey i want to do stand-up long enough so i can get a sitcom and that was like that was the the template that they went after but nowadays they, they're not chasing tv they're not chasing hollywood a lot of these guys are making so much money just from monetizing their podcast but it also facilitates and help augment their road shows because they've used their huge audience. Hey, I'm going to be in Austin this week. I'm going to be in Boston next week. And it just helps pack them in. So they've basically, my point is, they've utilized this paradigm shift to be the masters of their own domain. Where you know, yep. They'll still kind of have a boss because they have sponsors, et cetera, they have to appease. But you know, they're able to, like I said, be mostly the masters of their, you know, captain of their own ship type thing. So Exactly. That's what I want to do. I mean, I, I know that there's people that are struggling. I have a friend of mine from college who's built a business and you know, he struggled at first and then he found his niche and, you know, now he's, you know, he's got a furniture store and, and he's doing very well. And, and, uh, you know, you might not think, you know, coming out of your old job, you'd be selling furniture, but all of a sudden you find this knack to get in that, that vertical. And that's the vertical that you are most successful at. And, uh, and I, I just think after all the things I've been through in my whole life, <laughs> jobs that I've, I've had, I've, you know, uh, everybody's experienced a layoff, you know, those aren't, those aren't fun. Uh, some people have experienced, you know, uh, a business loss, which is, which is tragic, um, which is in some cases, no fault of their own, but that doesn't mean you can't get back out there and swing and try again and, and get with the, get with like-minded people. That's hugely important, man. I think that kind of law of attraction, getting with people who, like you said, are thinking like you, 
is very important. And you said, you know, can, uh, command your space. Don't be around people who are going to project their fears on you. Man, you can't open that thing. But it's my life dream. Man, you can't do that. You know, just don't let people do that. Find places like, you know, what George has got going here with the network and pick your pick these people's brains and find out what they're doing. Because, again, the, yes, some work needs to be put into it and some work is going to be required. But you absolutely can do it, man. You absolutely can do it. And that's the other thing I think COVID taught people, like we kind of start out with, you know, are you doing your best you you know, doing what you're doing. I'm not, you know, you got to pay your bills and stuff, but you know, if there's, if you're not living your dream man, I, you know, it's not all of us can do it, but you know, do do what you can to help live your dream. And again, going back to the original, you know, I know we all have this think globally, act locally. There's nothing more locally supportive than supporting your small businesses. So I, I can't thank you enough for providing this resource. And this this episode isn't going anywhere. It will be posted. If the link to the network, the website, the URL isn't up today when it's he's got it ready, I will post it on there. And, George, mm-hmm. obviously you are welcome back anytime as this progresses because I know this is going to uh, this is going to be very beneficial to people and it's going to grow. Right. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you had us. And I will say this to you. Uh, maybe the next time we get together, I'll bring in uh, – another business expert with me uh, that will be one of the contributors and uh, kind of flush out his, his uh, career as a CEO of a major cable company. And uh, you know, he's, he's written many books and uh, I'll definitely have him here with us and we'll, We'll talk it through. Well, that know? would be great. And not only from that end, I would love for somebody who's been on and benefited or used the network to come on and just relay their experience and how it helped them or what adjustments maybe we can make to help it help benefit people more. But I would definitely love to get, you know, the expert people who are trying to help us out as well as testimonials of people who've uh, who've utilized the network. Yeah, it's it will be it will be very interesting to see how this all comes out and and it will be growing organically um, as we go forward. And I feel like you know, the, 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 the synergistic efforts just of everybody's, you know, wanting to have that uh, connection and wanting to, to grow and be successful. That will be the literally the engine of, of the network. And, you know, you might think, well, it sounds like a TV network, but no, it's, 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 it's a people network. Mm-hmm. It's the power is the power of the individuals that, that make this thing work. Like you said, it's the, it's the biggest small town there is. And I like that. Yeah. And I had mentioned to you earlier um, the individual I had talked to you about, and you may be able to have ed- edit this in, but he is, uh, um, I wanted to get here real quick, uh, Jackie Smith. I don't know if any, some people may know him as a, as a football player and uh, uh, a tight end for the St. Louis Cardinals here in St. Louis from many, many years ago. Uh, he has written a book and co-authored with another gentleman. Hopefully I could get maybe both of them on um, if, if they're willing to. Uh, to discuss the network and, and what they talk about managing your business like you would ma- manage a team, like a football team. Mm. And it's a really great perspective. Uh, there's a book I'll reference. It's called Execute Like a Pro. Um, and people should take a, you know, take a listen to that and, and uh, or not a listen. I don't think he's got a podcast of it. It's just a book. Um, but people should, you know, um, get out there and, and try to get as many books they can read anything like that um but execute like a pro is, is one of those that would books. be great that would be great again to get that perspective of somebody who's done it who's utilized the tools to do it and again the testimonies of people who are in the process of doing it because it's always good to hear inspirational stories of people who've done it you know the things you're trying to implement people who've actually done it so you know again success leaves clues so just follow those clues yeah and that's exactly you know everybody's got their own story and everybody's got their own ability to to make that story a success, and it's all based on those choices. And it's not, you know, it's not something that can't. Uh, how should I put it? It can't be done unless you do it. You know, and and to have the right people around you, success-minded people around you, is what is what you're gonna want. Well, and I have to tell you, as someone who's I don't know had some whatever just that voice in your head of telling you you can't do it once that flip gets switched the foundation has to be the belief that you can do it and then after that everything else is beyond it's possible believe me man i've right. seen i've seen it happen and I, i've lived it dude i've definitely lived it some of the stuff i pinched myself i'm like did i just really talk to george foreman what it was that you know what i mean well, and it's like you start living you start living your life goal dreams of what you want to do is to be a success. You speak it out, and, and yeah. you, you then become it. Yeah, 
But the foundation has to be the belief. I know, again, I know it's hard sometimes because, you know, going through life, we do, whether it's the people telling us or we have that voice in our head of, t- of talking us out of our dreams, don't listen to that thing. Don't listen to your friends. You can do it and you've got to believe in yourself because I know, you know, I believe in you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is what this thing's about is, is believing in one another and, and being able to support the, uh, the efforts of others. You know, I mean, I, I can't tell you. I, I'll tell you a couple of quick uh, scenarios Go for it. here. So, and maybe you could put this in as, as we go. Uh, there was a young girl. I was working a news story one day, and it was a fire, and, and she was there. I think she was interning for one of the local radio stations or whatever. And, and she came over to me, and, and this is her making her action, wanting to, to see you know how she might be able to get into TV. And I, I talked to her for a little bit. And I told her what was, you know, what I do and what's going on. And I need you to go ahead and call this person. And I said, here's her phone number. She's available. and She'll listen to what you need and see if she can help you. Well, sure enough, uh, she ended up calling this news director. And uh, that news director, in turn, um, put her to work. Uh, she worked locally for a number of years. Now she works in Washington, D.C. She's an executive producer uh, at Al Jazeera, and uh, she's very successful. And it's all based on that one tip, that one. Yeah. Comment. Yeah. And, you know, I like I said, I did not know her. I only knew her of her tenacity and her ability to not be afraid. And to get out there and, and make a choice and and to do something that uh, would make a difference in her life. And she did it. So um, that's that's one thing um, I had also uh, a young man or not young anymore. So 30 years later, I, I was aspiring to be a tennis player uh, when I was young. And this boy that was probably eight, 10 years old while I was playing tennis, we'd go out there every summer, my friend. Uh, and I would, would play and we'd play in tournaments and all this. And this young guy would always, he would always run balls for us. He'd pick balls up and throw them to us and we'd serve them and play them out and stuff. And I had completely forgotten about him. I got a phone call about three months ago. And do you know, it, it chokes me up talking about it. Um, he actually became a coach uh, and he had 12 different uh, students go to Wimbledon and play in Wimbledon. Wow. And he told me, he said, you inspired me to stay with the game. And I'm just like, wow, that's deep. That is deep, man. It, it just was, and, it's, and even talking about it right now, it gets me choked up because you honestly don't know Mm-mm. who you were talking to in any scenario and how your impression will be left upon that person. Yeah, that's how- so true, sir. I mean, I'd, I talk into this microphone. I've did, done different different iterations of different podcasts, but during COVID, you know, the conspiracy show I did with Pat Militich, I, I just talk into this microphone to my friend or to my guest like yourself, and I don't get the ripple effect. But I'm right. telling you what, man, the messages I would get, it's, it is, again, it's humbling because you just don't realize the mark that you're leaving on people's life and the words that you say. I mean, it was just crazy how people, would, just the things that they'd said, how the show changed how they thought about this or this, or they were considering doing, you know, just, it just, you just never know, like you said, and the ripple effect is, is huge, but you have to first drop the rock in the pond. And again, that starts kind of going back to what we were saying about believing you can do it. And you just like, those are strong, those are powerful stories, man. And those, those are not, they're not unique necessarily because you just never know when a network or like point in this direction or a hookup with this person or this person could change people's lives. It may not be overnight, but like you said, that ripple effect is real. Yeah, it is real. And and like I say, you know, for somebody to come back and tell me, yeah, when I was a kid, you inspired me to stay in the sport of tennis and to teach people. And I taught many a tennis player uh, all the way up through and including them playing in Wimbledon. You know, I mean, think about it. that's a life goal. That's, that's something. Yeah. I, yeah. And like here, it's just amazing. So life is life is full of great surprises and, and a lot of fantastically positive things that that you can't even imagine will be coming your way. Well, I mean, like they say about the lottery, you can't win if you don't play. So you got to get in the game, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. You got to get in the game. Exactly. Exactly. So so no, I think that uh, you know we are. Have, have all got to, you know, do our best to, to, to try to help one another. And this network will do that. And it, hopefully it'll inspire somebody to, to really take hold and, and uh, 
uh, of not only their their life situation, their business, or change somebody else's life and help them for sure uh, in a business or, or an effort to uh, uh, for a, a non for profit. And uh, so you know that that is what it is, man. It's all about. And we're all life. out here grinding. Don't think you're alone. Without struggle, there is no progress. And I can't thank you enough for providing this platform because I think again, I hate to keep sounding like a broken record, but I think a lot of people are going to be able to benefit from this, George. So I'll be looking forward to getting you back. And seeing how things are going, is there any other social networking stuff you can throw out there where people could follow you, track you down, and what you're up to? You you, you stay busy, so. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on you there. No, it's uh, about where people can reach me. Um, I think for right now, if if they go to the Facebook, they friend the Facebook page. We have some limited content on there right now, just to populate it. Um, and if they can express to me, you know, what they can contribute. I would add them as a, a pro a person on the profile so they can contribute into the page so that it becomes uh, much larger than myself. Cause this isn't about me. This is about those that need the, the help. Uh, so yeah, I would just go to sbtv.network on Facebook and on Instagram. You can start right there. Um, and we do have a Twitter feed. If you want to follow that, it doesn't have a lot of stuff on it either just yet, but uh, in, in the next few days, months, and, and time ahead, it, it will have more. Um, yeah, so don't be scared, ladies and gentlemen. This is just the infant stages of this. So mm-hmm. just because you don't see 10 trillion likes or whatever, don't be afraid of it because you guys, everyone who's listening who chooses to be a part of this, you're going to be a part of the growth of this. Yeah, and that's really what I want it to be. I mean, if it, it, it needs to be organic. It needs to flow with, with what's going on. I, I'd like it to be kind of a heartbeat, if you will, of, of business, you know, discussion and information, uh, and, you know, people connecting, you know, from various areas, people that do video production are connecting with the person that's got the gadget that they just built and they need to put a video together, or, you know, there's a, a whole new training seminar for HR generalists and specialists or things like that, that, you know, that are very niche, but they don't have a platform in which to express it. Mm. Or they don't, they're not sure. This is going to be the place. This is going to be the place for, uh, you know, it will be the biggest small town on the internet. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll be able to people will be able to tap each other on the shoulder. Hey, you know anything about this? Uh, can you help me with legal? Can you help me with, you know, I'm, I want to do something with uh, a television program. What about the FCC? What do you know? Where do I go? Um, uh, and you're not out there alone because there's going to be people that'll see it that may have been retired from a organization and they want to help uh, and be part of this. And I think it'll be, it'll be really cool. Yeah. The, the, the synergy that's going to come from this, that people that utilize this, I think they're going to be pleasantly, pleasantly surprised because again, there's still going to be a lot of legwork people have to do, but this, this process, this platform, I think is going to help streamline a lot of that process. So Again, yeah. George, I can't thank you enough for your time and definitely looking forward to getting you back on because I'm really, really excited about this. And um, thank you, brother. Me too. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today. Peace out. Respect.